You're listening to More Than Just An Impression with me, Chris Walker-Thompson. Hello, you're listening to More Than Just An Impression. I'm Chris Walker-Thompson. And welcome back to our final episode of this season. But don't worry, we'll be back in the new year with a new season with three new guests. In this episode today, I talk to an actor I've wanted to get on the show from the very beginning. We've heard from the previous two episodes from two talented voice artists and impressionists who have brought characters back to life. But what about a character played by your late mother? The character in question is Sarah Jane Smith, originally played by Elizabeth Sladen, her mother, who was in Doctor Who during the end of John Pertwee's era and also the start of Tom Baker's in the mid-70s. The actor has been playing the role for Big Finish Productions in Doctor Who Third Doctor Adventures, a Doctor Who lost story with Tom Baker, and it looks like there's more to come. But here's a clip of her in action. I wouldn't mind going home for a bit. Oh, don't be a drip, Harry. We've a whole universe to explore. Back on good old space station Nerva. Harry! Doctor! Sarah! I've lost most of our crew from it. We're all that's left now. And have you had medical help from Earth? What's your name? Sarah. Oh, it's no good, Doctor! Well, there's only one thing. The gold dust. We need that for the Cybermen. We won't get to the Cybermen if we don't stop the Cybermen. A little optimism never hurt anyone. Hang on. I've got an idea. Please welcome my very special guest... Sadie Miller. Hello, Sadie. Thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Chris. It's quite a special uh, interview, really, because obviously well, I've had Jonathan Carley, John Coleshaw, and they and they're both actors who are, who are playing people. But yours is, is a more of a personal one. You, you are you are in fact playing the role your your mother was notorious for, um, among other roles, I'm sure. But the uh, the one <laughs> the, the one. <laughs> If you mention if you mention the Doctor Who fans, I go. Well, I know Aww. she was in some Mothers Do Have Them once. You know, it's all. <laughs> well, they know Sarah Jane Smith. So, when I suppose the first thing is, how did how did it come about? Really, uh, what what sort of brought you into into playing uh, Sarah Jane Smith? Sure. So it was a very straightforward, unexciting story. Unfortunately, so I just got an email from. Uh, David Richardson, the producer. Um, <laughs> I've got another writer that we both know, Andy Frankamallon, just passed in my email and they asked if I wanted to do the Cyberman story. Um, and it just went mm. from there, really. And when I went down to record it, they just said, Would you be interested in doing any more? I said, um, Oh, I'm not sure. And no, I'm joking. I said, Yes, <laughs> you know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. Um, and so it's sort of gone gone from there, really. So it's been been great. Um, I must apologize. I hope the audio is okay. I'm recording on my phone. I had a bit of a Zoom yeah. computer cock up. So hopefully, oh, that's fine. Like, do let me know. <laughs> that's fine. You're coming through clear. Uh, John was on a was on an iPad last last episode, so all oh, fine. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fab. <laughs> Uh, I think that's the thing with the uh, podcasts have been booming in this uh, lockdown period because where can people go? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you've got this um, everyone recording on their tablets and whatnot. So, no, you're in good company there. Um, so um, how long ago was this then the, when you got this email then? Was this because uh, I know Tom, was it a Tom, the Tom Baker story was your first Yeah, one. that's right. Um, so 
that was recorded in November 2019. So I guess it must have been a few months before, um, possibly April, May, springtime. Um, so, yeah, about two and a half years ago now, I think. Yeah, because they, they do like to sort of delay any Tom Baker ones, I find, because uh, I did a Tom Baker one. And oh, that really? Was, ah, yeah, tell me more. It was, um, it was one of the comic book ad- uh, adaptations. Um, uh, Star Beast. Uh, Nick Briggs uh, very kindly invited me along to play. I think I think it was meant to be two characters, but because of the availability of, the other one, of one of the other actors, I ended up jumping in doing four or five. Oh, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> no, it was good fun, good fun. But then it, you had to sit on it for two years until they comfortably announced oh, it. Yeah. Was that the same for yourself? Did it wasn't. It wasn't that long of a lead time, but I think that they're trying to. They record a Tom, I think, every Tuesday, so they're sort of stockpiling. Yeah, yeah. Stories is my understanding of it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, sort of. Yeah, give people. It's, it's always the best way. There's always going to be Tom. There's always going to be a Tom audio or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So this, was the, this episode was the the version is Return to Return of the Cybermen, wasn't it? The yeah. Yeah. The what if Revenge of the Cybermen was done the way it was intended to be? Is yes, that right? that's right. Yes. Yeah. yes. <clears throat> okay. And um, how did how did that actually feel going in doing that at the time? That that well, that must have been quite a. Was yeah, that down I in mean, a? It's audio sorcery, isn't it? Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with love, lovely Paul at audio sorcery. Yeah, yes. I mean, it was quite nerve wracking, really. I um, I had kind of stepped away from. From the business to focus on on my family and whatnot so it was quite yeah. a scary job to go go back in with but obviously as you know working with big finish as well in the yeah. past they're such a lovely company to work for and everyone makes you feel so welcome um and it was a great group of of actors as well down there with me meeting chris naylor for the first time as well as tom and nicholas grace yes. and nick ashbury so it was a really nice team of, of people and other other names as well um so yeah, no, it was it was a lovely um, first first job to go back to for for Big Finish, definitely. Yeah, because um, am I right in thinking you you did you did Big Finish before? Was it for the your mother's Sarah Jane adventures or yeah. the stories at yeah. the time? Wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, when I was at, um, at high school and then just starting at university, I did those with with mum as well. So that was really good fun. Oh wow. Oh wow. So it's sort of just before your twenties then. It was that. About yeah, it? yeah. I yeah. think I'm well, I mean, about maybe 18 for the first ones and then 20, I think, for, for the other ones. I can't remember now, such a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> no, of course, no. Um, so I suppose in, in this sense, um, you said there about um, coming back coming back to doing Doctor Who things. Was, there, was it something you you sort of kept away from? You said it was for family reasons. Was there, it wasn't like the, the fandom itself put you off at all or, or anything? <laughs> 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 no oh gosh no not at all I mean I think no. um obviously as like a par- a creative but with a, you know a young child as well I think you know people's careers go in in different directions yes. and um I think having a creative career is often seen very differently if you work in other industries because people mm. seem to think that the bar for success is one level and that the age limit on your success you've got to got to that certain level by yeah, yeah. time frame. Very true. So it's incredibly difficult to then say, oh, I stepped away and then I came back. People are, people sort of think, well, what? What why? Why would you do that? You know? Um, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, if you if you feel that that same kind I'm, of I'm pressure. feeling that now with with William. Yeah, it's yeah. I I not as if I have much job opportunities anyway, but it's <laughs> uh, the odd one here and there. But the you, the yeah, it's sort of a case of it's taking time away from the family, which isn't always ideal. So it's kind of trying to find that balance. And if if you got lenient work to do that, I suppose. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of that, what my point was there um sorry, I'm not interviewing you now. sorry. oh that's all right it's, it's nice to, it's nice a back and forth it's oh, uh, it's okay. always a good conversation i like conversation I, whenever you hear you watch like a press pundit or something it's always question 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 answer 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 and they moved on to the next thing and it's usually questions you've heard a hundred times i've probably already given this question that you've already heard anyway um i suppose so in particular of course this uh this character sarah jane smith obviously a big yeah. part of your life in particular um did you have any sort of concerns going into it at all was there any sort of, sort of playing the role um playing your mother's role like that was there any sort of yeah. did you have any nerves definitely i mean i think it's obviously a bit nerve-wracking to go into a character played by someone else full stop but then when the character mm. when it's your mum <laughs> and yeah. obviously they're not around to give their personal say so and you're coming like you say into a, a beloved fandom you, you know yeah. there's a lot of pressure um but big finish were very kind in letting me take it in the direction yeah. that i felt right for me and everyone listening has been very kind in saying that's okay oh, so, it's, it's a very um, it's a very good yeah. and f- faithful performance it's whereas i suppose if you compare to like you know john Coleshaw, or tim Trelaw, or, or so mm. on they they are actors doing probably I suppose in their sense a bit more nerve wracking in a way because they've got their you know how how are the family going to appreciate what I'm trying to do are they going to find it an insult like uh, I mean the House of Gucci came out recently and uh, the family are not happy at all with how they were portrayed um, but then you've got the other side where the, in some performances that you know so there's always that oh what if they don't like it and so on but the daughter of Elizabeth Slade and playing Sarah Jane Smith it's and the and the, and the performance as well it's just it just feels very faithful and I think it so I feel you are safe in that regard and also the response as you as you rightly say has been very good um now I've been thoroughly enjoyed each one that you've done I've not listened to the last one yet just purely because of time and parenting and I haven't <laughs> driven anywhere uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know not chance to go away very much at the moment oh no thank you that's very kind with uh so how do you put on the voices like i suppose you've you've had first-hand experience of sort of learning from i suppose the the character how do you what's your sort of uh process really to get into character for i mean i find that i'm not very good at answering this really because i don't i don't feel that i really have one um i think because i I sort of had my first professional job when I was eight. I just do it yes. on instinct, really. And when I was at drama school, I found it very difficult because um, they often want you to action your scripts. And I find that impossible because it yes. feels very yeah. counterintuitive to what I'm trying to do. I, yeah, I don't know if, yeah, if you're the same. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just try and um, not in sort of an RC <laughs> method. <laughs> I Oh um, no! I did, not in a complete God. method. You you don't sit there in the Andy Pandy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Andy Pandy outfit. Yeah. No, not. Um, but I I don't know. I just try and um, 
I, I really don't know how to answer that. I find it so difficult. I think you just yeah. try and be present in the situation as it would have been then and all the parts yeah. of you sort of fall into that correct place. Yes. But I know that's not a very helpful answer. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> that's fine. So sometimes it's, I always think of, what was that uh, quote? I think Lawrence Olivier said to Dustin Hoffman when he said, I slept, I didn't sleep for three nights just to play an insomniac. And uh, he just said, have you tried acting, dear boy? You know, (laughs) that sort of Sometimes it is just a case of just just instinct. What would would you do in that moment? And I suppose it is in a way in your subconscious as well. I mean, you've definitely been exposed to to it like most of the the fans have obviously watched it. But you lived, you you know, you you were... (laughs) Your mum was there, um, and uh, your and your dad also was a part of Doctor Who as well, uh, Brian Miller. And uh, I am right in thinking he was Dalek voices at one point, wasn't he? He did yes, do Dalek. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure the episode, but he definitely was. Yeah. No, I, I remember seeing remember the name there, and uh, but yes, and obviously did um, Peter Capaldi's uh, drunken scene in the in the <laughs> in the streets. Uh, no, that was great. So it's yeah, it's all all rooted that. But when you you've done quite a few stories for Big Finish now, you've uh, I'm, I'm although Tom Baker is obviously a delight to actually listen to, and of course you've got, and I'm hoping there will be more. Um, who knows? There might be. You, you might have recorded them years ago. I'm not going to push you for any spoilers, don't worry. <laughs> um, but um, the John Pertwee ones are especially something I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying because that's a different dynamic of of Sarah Jane as well. Do you do you have that in mind when you when you play it at all? Because I know like when you watch that period, that Sarah Jane, it's almost like Sarah Jane becomes Sarah Jane with Tom Baker. It's like a pre-Sarah Jane with uh, with John Pertwee. Yeah, that's very interesting. I've never heard it described that way before, but I think that's very true, really. And I think a lot of that is an actor finding a character. Um, yeah. When we would watch them at home, um, mm. even just from a visual perspective, my mum much preferred how she looked and came across with Tom rather than John. Um, And I think there was definitely that element of Katie leaving and her feeling a bit unsure. Um, And I think Tom, sorry, John's doctor is very different to Tom's doctor. So it allowed her performance as well to go to different places. But I think that's very true. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. There is definitely a different dynamic and a different relationship, I think, with, um, with Tim as as the third doctor, Sarah is definitely more in a companion assistant role, whereas with Harry and with the fourth doctor, yeah. they're more sort of chums together, aren't they? It's a different kind of a, yeah. a feeling, definitely. And, and more of a, a bossiness in a sense, especially over Harry. Uh, yeah. I find. <laughs> yeah, which, which I quite like. Did you, when it comes to, uh, obviously you said there about the process isn't something you can really described there did you have to do much research at all or or practice as much just to I mean I watched um I I do watch a lot of the old Doctor Who's just not even for the the sense of Sarah Jane but more for the sense of the period as well yes Um, I think that feeds into it a lot doesn't it in the way that oh yes um, yeah you know maniacal aliens it still feels very much of that um 70s period and i think it's important um, and obviously big finish are very very good at being true to that period as well um but no i, I do watch uh, watch it a lot and i've been watching um some sort of earlier ones and later ones as well to give an idea of how um 
the show sort of always seems to feed back on its on itself in a yeah. way. Everything is very connected. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that you know more, much more about it than than me in terms of that. But I think to have an awareness of that is important. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so obviously people have reacted quite positively. Um, did, were you nervous of any reaction at the time? And uh, and how did you feel with the the reaction being so positive? How, how have you found it since? Oh yeah, I mean. I think it's um, no matter what you're doing, you can only do your best, can't you? And then mm. the reaction is out of your hands. So to have a positive reaction is is lovely. Um, and it was important to me that people accepted it because of, of the meaning of the character. But I think there's a part of you that has to compartmentalise it. So I um, I don't really think about that side of it too much. No. Otherwise, I don't think you could do it, could you? <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it's really nerve-wracking. I, I think because I've I sort of consider like I've been an un, un sorry an unofficial Patrick Troughton voice uh, for, uh, in, in in sort of the fandom as it goes because people have either made up their minds already so I'm aware that everyone said no 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 it's it's, it's not Fraser Hines it's not uh, Patrick Troughton himself and then I've got the other side so I've sort of come to terms if I did ever play it officially I think I'd know. I've that balance is there. Um, but there was a time beforehand, I suppose. If I did it ages ago and no one had heard it before, it might, I would definitely be more nerve wracking. I think at the moment, I now know I probably won't do it because of that mixed reaction. <laughs> but, oh, okay. but yeah, but the, I don't know. Well, I'd still do it if they asked. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, but now that the fans have really been positive, you've, uh, you've done more conventions, uh, solo now since um you come back from chicago tardis and only last week yes uh, yeah how's that all um, been how's how's that all, all been for you yeah i mean it's lovely just to to meet people and um connect with people and that seems to be the greatest um joy of the show really that it, it just connects so many people from different backgrounds different ages because obviously it's a show about being an outsider and coming in and finding mm. your connection and um i uh I really enjoy being sort of part of that, really, um, part yeah. of the, the fandom as well. And it's, yeah, just been really lovely. We were very lucky, actually, because we um, we flew back the day before the restrictions changed again. Um, oh. So I feel very lucky that we were managing, you know, to go at all, really, because it's very tricky at the moment. To Was that travel. America changed, was it? Well, so right. over here on the UK, about now having to isolate when you come back. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Um, because obviously that makes traveling so much trickier. But no, it was it was a wonderful experience. I feel very privileged yeah. to, to go. Aside from obviously, you know, the fun you do get at convention so forth, what, what sort of joy do you suppose that the role brings you? You do you enjoy continuing these roles and so forth. Oh, definitely. I mean, you get to work with the best people, the best writers, <laughs> oh, the best God, yeah. designers, directors, everyone. Uh, producers. How can you not enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and to be able, you know, to go on adventures from, I mean, I've been recording at home primarily. So, you know, to go yes. on adventures from home, from your own little, you know, you've got your oh. own little studio as well. It's um, it's brilliant, mm. really. It's like my own little TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so when you do record at home, do you, what, have you converted a sort of cupboard or part of a room, covering yourself in duvets, that sort of thing? 
Yeah, so I just have like a little uh, like dressing alcove in my bedroom. So I just kit it out with duvets, cushions, and get all the <laughs> stuff and and yeah, I think everyone's in the same the same position. But it's um, you know, yeah. been great to work from home. I mean, fantastic. Oh god, yeah, and and the output you can you can produce at that time as well because uh, I think they've the finish have really adapted on that. There used to be a time because I remember doing sort of uh, fan productions for quite some time and it was a case that everyone would be working from home you know i don't think any of us thought to maybe we should put a zoom on and we can all see and hear each other and time up perfectly we ended up just recording on our own in our own cupboards and sending them off and hoping they worked (laughs) so it's so it's kind of but when they announced the lockdown and everyone recording from homes and you got peter davison turning his you know his little uh a uh, little cupboard into into a studio and people got duvets hanging on wires and so forth yeah <laughs> i just thought i just thought it's amazing how that's become the norm we we, we felt so amateur and now everyone's doing it it's like great we we weren't we were, we were ahead of the time um <laughs> have you had a favorite story so far that you've done I have a couple of ones, but they, they haven't been released yet. So. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, I'll get myself that. into trouble. Um, yeah, no, we won't push on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I think there's there's such a diversity of stories in, in general, not just with, with my stories, but with um, the ones I enjoy watching and listening to. I mm. like um, the sort of a historical element. So when the doctor goes back to a definite time in um, Earth's history and you see... Yeah. Um, uh, you know famous events or people through the eyes of the doctor and companion uh, those are, are my my favorite ones that i gravitate towards oh right uh, yeah so i'm trying to think of it, the examples of such like um the pompeii episode i suppose and sort of various yeah, different things like that yeah definitely yeah. Um, but even stuff like um you know time warrior where they go back to um, oh, yeah, yeah. middle ages or um you know pyramids of Marcia, about the farmer's estate and yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that I really enjoy. I had, yeah, because I watched uh, The Time Warrior not uh, so long ago, actually, just the other morning, um, trying to distract William with it. Uh, <laughs> didn't quite didn't quite work. Didn't quite work. Oh, but, uh, uh, he loves the theme tune. From the moment the theme oh, yeah. tune comes on, he'll walk, look at that and just go and stare sort of at it. And, just, yeah, and then, oh, then, once, then once... Yeah, and then once the talking begins and the dialogue is like, oh, back to what I was doing. Um, oh, <laughs> but but although I've seen it so many times, it's almost like a clean slate when I sort of hear the detail of that setting, like you just pointed out there. Like they're all away fighting a war, so the, all the castles are pretty much undefended. It might have been their way of just describing how they couldn't afford any more people to hire. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> which means, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but it was uh, so many details like that. It's, uh, it's they were very, very, very good period pieces. I just, I was mm. completely underrated. So you've got a few lined up. There are some that are yet to come. Yes. From and uh, well, I'm hoping to see. There's a, there's a lot there. What, the latest release we just had was the season seven or eight. I lose track now. They've 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 blurred to me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to the one's the draconian one, and the other one is your story, I believe, isn't it? Uh, oh, and um, the devil's footprint. That's the one. I think it's the one that's just come out. Devil's yeah. footprint. Yeah, that's it. I struggle sometimes with titles. I'm good with uh, either faces or you know, or, or 
pictures or so forth. So when it, or I just say it's the one with. Oh yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. Of, <laughs> sort of take it taking on. Is I think is it friends that have titles like that? It's the one with the yeah, one where yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of like that. The, oh, the, the one where they do this. Okay, that one will be fine. Is there any stories that you do want to do though? Like anything you, like you've had this whole pretty much your whole life has been in some way Doctor Who related. And of course you have written for uh, um, Candy Jar, uh, the the Brigadier Adventures you mentioned, Andy Frank and Allen there. Are there any stories that you would consider writing? For? Um, yes. Um, I can't sort of talk about that at, at oh, the minute. I'm more just... me, but, um, possibly, oh, t- possibly. So we'll, we'll, oh. we'll wait and see. I'm so sorry. I hate it when people do that. I didn't really. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. No, I didn't realise I'd sort of struck the right chord. Really, I was uh, like, well, well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see see what happens. But um, I, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, is, is there any story that you would want to, or any sort of particular, not necessarily one that you'd write, but one that you'd yeah. do because because uh, the the role is, I suppose, you've got a. Uh, duty of care for the role as well and I know you you have your idea of what you want to do with it is there anything yeah. that you would like to do with the role in the future that's yeah that's such a lovely question I feel <clears throat> I feel sort of the custodian of it to an extent but I feel that the big finished team really are the ones that I trust where to take yeah. her next more more than me really um <laughs> i think as a show though i am um, i don't know if you finished watching all of the flux i i have, I not. have yes yeah you have oh cool um i i've only watched i think it's six isn't it six parter so i think i've only yeah. seen four but even from watching that i think it just shows that the possibility is just infinite you just yeah. never know where it's going to go and i think that's the real joy of it and i feel the same with mm. sarah really trying to see um, what possible um, exploration there could be for the character um, next, obviously knowing later on uh, where Russell T. Davis takes her yeah. um, and finding that in-between space. Um, and mm. even before she meets the Doctor, you know, lots of different areas to explore. So oh, I think it's yes. a, great, a great character. So I will I will well, wait and see. <laughs> that will be, be a lovely idea, really. I mean, if they're doing, you know, with like Jonathan Carley's playing the young war doctor before we saw John Hurt as an old, but the, you know, there's nothing really to stop a, a, a younger Sarah Jane Smith. Um, she might be a, well, she would definitely be a better journalist than what we have these days. But, oh God, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we won't get into that. There's, there's too much anger about, about uh, <laughs> journalism these days. Um, <laughs> but imagine the scoops and such, it'd be like such a brilliant scandals and, thrillers you could have that there's a lot of possibilities there before aliens ever en- encountered i suppose back when sarah had a normalish life i suppose <laughs> yeah it's interesting isn't it when you look at all these characters and companions that come into the show to kind of think actually did all of them have something in their past yeah. that sort of triggered the doctor to then meet them later on i, I love mm. stuff like that i lo- love a good backstory oh yeah yeah so obviously we've got the companions there. But, um, is there any doctor or companion other that you'd like you to act opposite as Sarah? Oh, that is that is really really good question. Doesn't necessarily have to be something that's realistic. Yeah, I mean, 
I was always um, a really big Torchwood fan. And oh. I, think Eve, I think Eve Miles is the yes. closest parallel to Sarah of any other character in the sort of the, the universe. We look at it like a DC Marvel all-encompassing yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> world, as it were. Um, I, I would love to do something with, with Eve, the torture if, team. If it was ever allowed, if I'm allowed to <laughs> oh, throw that out into the universe myself. Oh, I, I hope so. You know, uh, well, let's hope that someone listens to this and goes, actually, <laughs> why didn't we think of that before? You know, uh, yeah. I think that's that's the great thing about Big Finish is they find possibility in everything. Yeah, totally. And, and it's not necessarily, and it's even, think I have joked sort of sometimes where it, can feel like call that scraping the barrel but they scrape the barrel to find people that they go right you might not have given them a second glance before but then we'll give them a series or we'll throw them in again and you're suddenly more interested in them Mm. they seem to find where there's potential they allow it to grow and i I think that's that's great i am trying to think of examples um i know they brought back the candy man for instance which anyone saying you're bringing back what Bertie Bassett is coming back to the Doctor Who. Okay. And they managed to turn him into what he should have been, which was a very creepy scientist. You know, um, and they're very good at second chances and just giving, I think on another podcast I've been on, we've often joked about other characters. Like if we watch Flux, for instance, um, Professor Jericho played by um, Kevin McNally. Kevin McNally, there we go. Kevin McNally. That's it. That's it. See, good with faces. The one from Pirates of the Caribbean um, <laughs> <laughs> and other things. Um, he's had the potential to have so many different psychic, uh, clairvoyant type adventures that like you could do a range with him. Um, this, so I, lo- I love that Big Finish allow that. Like they do, they do sort of ask. Like there was a, sh- um, a Disney show which I've not watched because uh, I've sort of lost interest in Marvel. But are you interested in Marvel? Do you follow any of it? Not not massively. I have a sort of a, a basic understanding of it with having children. Kids. I think it's yeah. whatever age, gender, it's in their face all the time. Marvel yeah. stuff. It's more more on, isn't it? It's mm. you do the parent thing of going, is that the Captain America? And he goes, No, that's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's one. So many. Yeah. <laughs> there are too many. And there's a show on there. There's a show they've done called What If? And it's oh, essentially okay. what if in i don't know so and so was actually in guardians of the galaxy or whatever whatever it it, it, it it pleases the fans of the comics anyway i've not been interested because i don't care that much but the um <laughs> but i've someone said they should do that for doctor who and i said well, they don't need to that's big finish big mm. finish do those what ifs so going back as about when was your sort of obviously your your mum was the first doctor who uh you know everyone asked her when was your first encounter with doctor who your your mum is obviously the key person there. Um, what when were you? Do you what's your earliest memory of Doctor Who? Well, did she introduce you or just um, did you just went? Or? Yeah, kind of half and half. So I guess sort of in the playground, hearing other children talking about it, and then talking uh-huh. to my my mum about it, and then we would we would watch some of them. But I, as a child, like I was never overly interested in it as a, a show in its own right it was just sort of yeah. something that my my parents did and yeah even though it was always there it was never really there I mean 
it was very much something in the background. It wasn't something that I yeah, yeah. You know, encountered a lot, really. Um, no, and then because in thirty years, is it thirty years in the TARDIS? You're yes. you're on there with, with your yeah. with your mother there uh, in the Andy Pandy outfit we mentioned. Um, <laughs> do you ever do you look back at that in sort of in happiness, or do you sort of shiver of oh that's embarrassing? Because I know uh, Jamie Anderson's also the same as he's seated Aww. next to his dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you, Jamie. Um, I, I mean, I I think the fact that I got to have so many opportunities and travel and do so many lovely things, yeah. and obviously the show brought my mum so much happiness, especially yeah. being able to go back into it, do Sarah Jane Adventures. I, I would never feel embarrassed or anything about oh, it. I, um, no. I think it's a That's lovely experience good. to have. Um, and it's definitely more more special. It's not like, you know, if I, I found a photo of myself dressed in a, like a dressing gown pretending I was Doctor Who at the age of seven. Oh. That may <laughs> or may not exist. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. Um, when did it start to become a, a sort of a bigger part of you? Like, as you said, it was just something your mum and dad did. When, yeah. when, when, when did it start to become, was it near sort of, I suppose, from Candy Jar onwards, uh, doing the book and so on? Sure. I mean, con- controversial opinion. I-, I still don't think it is that big a part of of my life, really. I mean, oh, right. obviously, it's a lovely thing to be a part of, but um, obviously... It's- yeah, it's not everything. It's not the be-all and everything. Yeah, totally. It's a lovely, lovely part of my life that I enjoy and love so much and everyone that I get to meet through it especially. Um, but it's not something that I particularly feel affiliated with and maybe that's because I never sort of grew up as a fan of it I imagine like if you have your your doctor yeah. that you grew up with or your companion you maybe feel that sense of um ownership over the show and in, in a different way um mm. I, I don't know I mean um my my twitter is <laughs> quite doctor who heavy I you know chat and follow people and stuff and how we met as well. Um, yes, yes. It seems to be very controversial now, the show. I don't know if it was always that way, but people seem to have very strong opinions. Um, oh, yes. I don't know I'm, if it was always that way. Because I find, I would like to know from, from people, whenever like conventions happen, you obviously have your guests who are definitely who are either in it or uh, associate with it, like yourself playing, playing your mother of Big Finish and so forth. And they turn up to these conventions discussing something they did 40 years ago. Mm. And they were like, oh, it was just a job I did at the time. <laughs> I don't think it held quite that much, uh, you know, as much as it probably would do now. Like uh, Craig Parkinson in the, in the Flux has been very proud to be in, in Doctor Who. At the time, it was just another TV job like Zed Cars, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I think the show definitely has a different kind of weight now and it has a lot of yeah. star-making potential that perhaps it didn't have back yeah. in um, the classic the classic era. But I think television is and film and everything has changed so much yes. anyway, hasn't it? So the minute you get even the small bit of profile, if you're on social media, whatever, suddenly it all, all explodes. I mean, I love watching... Um, RuPaul's Drag Race and from the second oh, right. that they announce the cast you know suddenly they become a household name don't they so I think it's yes, very different yeah. now the way the media and television um all kind of hold hands together yeah yeah so, so what is it that you do love about playing the part 
I mean, obviously playing someone who is so feisty and fiery and stands up not just for herself, but for other people in an era where that still wasn't really um, the done thing to do, I think is always very exciting. Um, And uh, I think kind of seeing that um, played through in different uh, characters, different eras, obviously with the Gulf having an all-female cast um, with a very strong female villain and things Mm. was a really lovely test um oh, Sarah yes. as well so I just think as a as a character there's just she feels very real often in senses where there's a lot of non non-reality going on as well so um that's always a fun sort of dichotomy to play off yeah yeah of course and well big finisher obviously as you say they they, they take care of that because they do know the era I remember mm-hmm. Nick Briggs saying he he does the way I sort of view it is that he lets other directors direct things like the third doctor adventures probably not the in in the not in a harsh way but in a sense of i think because i remember being on the train with him that big finish day we did and uh and he said it was about because he knows that era perfectly you know he knows the pitch like as you said earlier acting at that time was also different mm-hmm. you could tell like the, the style of the performance was also very different and aiming for that just to be truthful to the to the area is great because you do have to project a lot more i suppose even though big finish you you know trying to bring they're pretty much cinema on audio um i suppose there's quite a bit of more projection more sort of over the topness i suppose i mean i, I don't know if i put it quite like that i think there's more of an rp sense of rp yeah doing. Like, yeah yeah yeah, that, that's a better way of putting it. The way I put it was insulting to actors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologise. Um, no, I think, well, that's really all the questions I really have, I suppose. But um, it's, I'm, I'm just, I have to emphasise again, uh, the, what you're doing is, is fantastic. Um, oh, all the, fa- all the fans love it. And there, there are impressions and there, there are impressions. But in, when I hear yourself, it's channeling channeling a performance as well oh thank you but uh no i just i just think it's great that you're in the universe you're going to be continuing to do more and we have sarah jane is back and 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 kicking ass oh that's very kind thank you for you know trusting me today and i look forward to seeing what you're going to get up to next as well obviously able to do all the doctor's voices ah yeah (laughs) (laughs) All the lone, all the voices for a lonely man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, it's bonkers. I just, uh, I only can, I can only do it when no one else is in the house. Oh really? Uh, oh, how interesting. I wonder why. Do, um, do you know why? I'm embarrassed of uh, sometimes. Well, it depends. Some oh. of the voices I do. With it depends. I always do voices around the house anyway. I think it's with Doctor Who. I have got that certain sort of. <laughs> Because my partner Liz is not a big Doctor Who fan. In fact, she mocked me for me saying something the other day, um, in a in a nice way. I still still love her, um, but she. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I would, but I uh, like every now and again I'll just put on an accent or something like that. But when I was doing the Doctor Who ones, either I've got this image of her in the other room just going, "Oh God!" <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so oh, what's he doing now? And then you just hear like William Hartnell goes, "Oh yes, and you uh, have a good time, yes," you know, so things like that. And uh, that's why I like the outdoor studio. I can go down here, and the only person who might potentially hear me is the dog next door. Perfect. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's great. 
someone asked me to do a Sontaran thing once and I ended up like doing Sontaran war cries <laughs> in uh, in a bedroom. Oh god. My parent my parent and that was when I was living with my parents, so they were down the stairs. I put something on uh, I don't know if you saw it the other day, but the uh, a Christmas <laughs> fairy tale of New York sung by a Cyberman and a Dalek. Uh, I, I have not seen that. No, I'll, I'll have to go and find it. Is it on uh, Twitter? Yeah, be careful. You you might want to turn the volume down. The, the ears might bleed. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just random things like that. I've like, I've I've just such. I find sort of myself doing silly things like that, but then having to do it in privacy. And then I put it on public for everyone to see. It makes no sense. But uh, <laughs> I feel like that's sort of acting in a nutshell. Lots of you know very shy actors, and then everyone gets to watch you <laughs> doing. Would you say you're a shy actor? Uh, I mean, not not massively, but I do think a lot of actors are very shy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes people think you know actors can be a bit standoffish, but a lot of it I think does come from that shyness and that anxiety. Yeah. Um, you want to people people please, don't you? I think actors are people pleasers. They want people to yeah. like what they're doing. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bit of anxiety. I had that with doing that one big finish with Tom. Uh, that I was so nervous because I've never done anything like it. Anything I did before was, as I said earlier, at home on my own, directing myself. So to be in the studio with Tom Bloody Baker... <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> enough to set it's enough to set what was i what was i 27 at the time uh 27 year old um you know his heart racing and oh, bless you. and uh i think it came across as well um i think nick because i asked nick very kindly at the end for any tips and feedback because i'm still learning and he and he did say you work very nervous and he then he did show um so but uh i and that might have made me not necessarily difficult, but kind of, I don't know. I suppose just yeah, as you say, shy and nervous. Like say, might have been standoffish in a way I didn't know, uh, which is a shame. But I do sort of emphasise it was Tom Baker for God's sake. <laughs> I'm sure it was fine. I think um, being a, an over analyzer, you know, and things as oh. a very actory quality. Uh, so I yes, worry. <laughs> I'm a very over over analyzer every time. I so. <laughs> Every time I put a tweet out, I've redrafted it six times. Uh, you have to go have a, a quick combo with your therapist before yeah. pressing send. Can I, do, can I share this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of baiting. Yeah, oh. you're right. I'll delete that. Da, 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 da. Well, Sadie, it's absolutely been lovely speaking with you this morning. And, um, thank you. and thank, thank, thank you. you very much for coming on the show. You've been one of the guests I've wanted to get on since I thought of the idea. Uh, just because there's a... As I say, I've interviewed a couple. Of, uh, interviewed uh, John and and John. You, you, John and John. Yeah, you've broken John's you've square. broken it up really. If I had another John, it'd just be yeah. I'm not <laughs> sorry, no. I can change my name to John. No, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Imagine, it's not too late. Uh... <laughs> yeah, more than ju- more than just a John. It would just be. Uh, <laughs> No, but oh, no, but just hearing everything today is just—it's uh, just been nice because I wanted to hear from someone of the because that's usually the thing I wanted to do with this series is not just necessarily how they get into character, but also where does that voice come from and so forth. So your insight has been absolutely lovely, and I thank you again for coming. Oh, lovely! Thanks so much, Chris. I shall talk to you again soon. Yes, absolutely. Well, well, thank you very much, Sadie, and uh, have a good Christmas. And wasn't that lovely? 
I have to admit, I was actually a bit nervous with this interview, mainly because I was a bit starstruck. But Sadie is very lovely, as you heard, and uh, very, very kind and absolutely lovely. If you don't follow her already on Twitter or Instagram, please do. And ensure to follow Girl Ascending, which is all about spirituality and also some tarot card stuff in there. But that concludes our first season of More Than Just an Impression. We'll be back in 2022 with three new guests in a brand new series, and I can't wait for you to hear them. So thank you very much. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave a comment or review if you're on Apple, Spotify or Anchor. And I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and we'll catch you in the next year. Take care.